Just thank God for our choir. I've been in this preaching series entitled The Drama of Discipleship. I'm coming towards the end. I have a few more sermons to preach from this series. Today I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help. I want to read one verse again in your hearing from chapter 6 of Judges. I want everybody before the game at 1 to read chapters 6 and 7 to develop a greater appreciation for this message, Gideon's story is in Judges 6 and 7. But I want to lift verse 15 again in your hearing of chapter 6. And he said to him, Please, Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic insecure. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. Insecurity is a real issue. Who among us is not insecure about some issue in our lives? Who among us is not struggling and wrestling with some degree of insecurity in our lives. Whether we admit it, confess it, or own it, insecurity is a real issue. Psychologically, mentally, socially, relationally, mentally, spiritually. Insecurity is an issue that impacts all of us from the choir stand to the parking lot. Only people who live in that city and state called denial delusion will not acknowledge and confess that everybody wrestles with some degree of insecurity. Insecurity because of the circumstances of my birth or insecurity because of how and where I was raised. Insecurity because of what I have. Insecurity because of what I do not have. 
insecurity because of how I look, or insecurity because of what I've gone through in life, insecurity because of past failures, or insecurity because of family drama and or trauma, insecurity because of baggage, shortcomings, weaknesses, rejection, or insecurity just because it is what it is. Insecurity, watch chapel, is a real issue. Who among us, even as we have made our way to watch chapel on this Lord's Day morning, is not confronting, fighting, struggling, and wrestling with insecurity in some area in our lives. According to this text, we are not by ourselves. Gideon, the mighty judge in the book of Judges, according to this Old Testament story, is struggling and wrestling with his own sense of insecurity and inadequacy. According to the text, God is calling Gideon to be the deliverer and leader of the people of Israel. For the past seven years, the Midianites have terrorized the people of God called Israel. And God, because God sits high and looks low and responds to our prayers in the midst of crises, is calling Gideon to be the deliverer, liberator, and leader of God's people to deliver them from the terrorism of the Midianites. As God is calling Gideon to be the deliverer and liberator for God's people, the text says Gideon is allowing his insecurity to get in the way of doing what God wants to do in his life. God wants to bless, commission, and use Gideon to do a major task. Yet Gideon, according to the text watch chapel, is allowing his sense of insecurity and inadequacy to get in the way of what God wants to do through him, with him, and around him. Gideon, watch chapel, is insecure about his background and pedigree. As a descendant from the tribe of Manasseh, Gideon is insecure because the tribe of Manasseh is not one of the major tribes in Israel. Moreover, Gideon is insecure because he is from one of the weakest, less notable, reputable families in the tribe of Manasseh. He's from a small tribe. His family ain't popular. They live on the west side, not the east side. They live in the hood, not the suburbs. So Gideon is feeling less than, inadequate, insufficient, consequently insecure. And Gideon is telling God no when God wants to use Gideon to do something major for the glory of God. And if we're honest with ourselves on this Lord's Day morning, many of us identify with Gideon because 
we are telling ourselves no, telling God no, telling people no, not walking through open doors, not making the most of opportunities, engaging in self-sabotage, not because God ain't good, not because God is not willing to bless, but because we are allowing our own insecurities to get in the way of what God wants to do in our lives. God wants to bless. God wants to make a way. God wants to open a door. God wants to use us. God wants to do what only God can do. But many of us right now are disqualifying ourselves and getting in our own way consequently because of our own insecurities. Some of us are mad at ourselves. Can't look ourselves in the mirror because it ain't God, but it's from my sense of insecurity because I'm from Manasseh, not Judah. If I was from the tribe of Judah and my last name was Jackson, I'd be better off. But I'm the youngest from the tribe of Manasseh, and my name ain't Jackson. And I'm saying no because of my own insecurities. Who am I talking to this morning who needs to stop getting in your own way who am I talking to this morning who is disqualifying yourself where God has not disqualified you? Who am I talking to this morning where you are sabotaging yourself when God has tried to set you up for success? Yet as we read this narrative, watch Tapo, the good news is that God has the final word in all of our lives. Come on, help me preach this. Gideon tries to get out of God's will. Gideon tries to disqualify himself. Gideon tries to wave the white flag of surrender before the battle has even begun. But God, hear me, watch chapel, has the final word and helps Gideon overcome his insecurities. Aren't you glad you serve a God? Come on, help me preach this. Who is a God who loves us so much, who loves us unconditionally, who recognizes our baggage, our stuff, our issues, and who doesn't disqualify us because we are imperfect and have shortcomings, but God is willing to look at our shortcomings and say, I'm seeing, I'm going to use you anyhow. 
I see your weaknesses. I see your baggage. I see your stuff. I see your shortcomings. I know why you are the way you are, but I'm not going to allow you to get in your own way. I'm not going to let you sabotage yourself. I'm going to look beyond your mess, your drama, and use you in spite of your insecurities. Somebody needs to hear that word on this Lord's Day morning. Despite your insecurities, God can still use you. Despite what you feel inadequate about, God can still bless you. Despite your sense of inadequacy, insufficiency, God can still open doors, make ways, and use you for his glory. How does God help Gideon overcome his insecurity? God helps Gideon overcome his insecurity, watch chapel, by influencing his identity. As God calls Gideon, notice the language that God uses when he calls Gideon. God doesn't say Gideon, but God says mighty man of God, mighty warrior, Depending on your translation, he says, man of valor, mighty man, hero of Israel. God influences Gideon's sense of identity. Gideon is feeling less than inadequate, insufficient, not up to the task because he's from the tribe of Manasseh. He's from a low-rate family in the tribe of Manasseh. But look at what God says. God says, mighty man of God, mighty warrior, man of valor, hero of Israel. God influences his identity. And God, watch chapel, helps us overcome our sense of inadequacy and insecurity by influencing our identity. God helps us see ourselves the way God sees us. Let me say it again. God helps us see ourselves the way God sees us. I'm so glad God doesn't see me the way some folks see me. Come on, I'm preaching to the real folk up in here. Because if you a black man in America, or if you black in America, there are some people that see you all kinds of ways. You a thug, you a hoodlum, you a roughneck, you a hoochie mama, you a thought, you this, you that. But praise be to God, we serve a God who doesn't see us the way the world sees us. Can I preach this? Mighty man of God, mighty warrior, woman of God, blessed, highly favored. I said God doesn't see us the way other folks see us. And we need to learn to see ourselves the way God sees us. I just said something to bless somebody. Some of us got low self-esteem right now. We got insecurity right now. We got a sense of inadequacy right now because we have embraced and digested and comprehended what other folk have said about us, how they see us, how they view us. Can I preach this in here? Today is the day where we need to be delivered from every negative stereotype, every negative 
negative label, every negative word that has been said, deliver me in the name of Jesus. Can I preach this in here? I need to be delivered from the N's, the B's, the H's. Everything that they said about me is a lie. I ain't a B, I ain't an H, I'm an N, but I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Can I preach this? I, I'm a king. I'm a king's kid. I'm a child of God. I, I ain't a B, but I'm a woman of God. I ain't a H, but I'm a woman of God. I'm a Proverbs 31 woman. I'm a Psalm 1 man. I got to see myself the way God sees me. God influences his identity. Not only does God influence his identity, watch out, but God eliminates his excuses. God eliminates Gideon's excuses. I'm from the tribe of Manasseh. And I'm the weakest in my clan. If my, if I were from a different tribe, Gad, Issachar, Judah, then I would say yes. But since I ain't from one of them tribes, I got to bow out and say no. If my last name were Washington, Jackson, Good name, I could do it, but I can't. And Gideon Watchtapel is using his background and pedigree as an excuse concerning why God cannot use him to do what God is calling him to do. Who in here has ever used something as an excuse? concerning why God cannot call you to do what he's called you to do. But if you read this text, watch chapel, begin reading at verse 11. As Gideon responds to God initially, Gideon says, God, I hear you calling me, but why are we in this circumstance anyway? Aren't you not the God who did wondrous, glorious deeds in the past? Aren't you the God who brought us up out of Egypt? Aren't you the same God who our forefathers talked about doing wondrous, glorious deeds in the past? And God says, yes, I'm the same God. Well, how have you allowed us to get in this circumstance and Gideon, unbeknownst to himself, watch Temple, is countering his own argument by recalling what he heard in Sunday school in Awana in Bible study talking about the greatness of God and how God is so good that God can trump and eliminate any excuse we can make for God not to use us. It went over somebody said, God eliminates our excuses. Watch chapel as we recount our history and heritage of what God has done in days past. 
I wish I had some help on this Sunday morning for somebody who has the audacity, the unmitigated goal to say what God can't do. And I'm not just talking about what God cannot do on a macro level, but say what God cannot do in your life. You don't know the God that I know. If you knew the God that I knew. Come on, help me preach this. I, I feel like preaching this morning. If you, if you really knew the God that I knew, the God who created something out of nothing, the God who used Moses to allow Israel to walk across on dry land, the God uh, who allowed the sun to stop shining, the God who allows the rain to pour, the God who put stars in the sky. Can I make it plain? The God who woke you up this morning, the God of your mother and your father, the God of your great-grandparents, the God who used black folk in America to build this country, the God who has fought your battles, the God who has healed your body, the God who has answered your prayers, the God who has made ways, the God who put a testimony on your tongue, the God... I dare you to look at where God has brought you from. I dare you to listen to somebody else's testimony. And when you know what God has done, that eliminates every excuse I have for what God cannot do and how God cannot work in my life. Ain't no excuses. <laughs> if you know the God I know, no excuses why we say God cannot use us. God eliminates his excuses. God influences his identity. But God has an answer for his anxiety. God helps Gideon overcome his inadequacy, his insecurity, because God influences his identity. God eliminates his excuses, and God has answers to his anxiety. Gideon Watch Chapel is anxious. God can't use me. I'm, I'm from the weakest tribe, the smallest tribe. My name ain't Jackson or Washington. And God is calling me. And Gideon says, no, you got to use somebody else. But I dare somebody to keep reading chapters 6 and 7. Because if you walk through chapters 6 and 7, you discover that God always has an answer for our anxieties in life. Gideon says, well, God, if I'm going to put out a fleece, and if you can respond to this fleece, then I may say yes, God God allows Gideon because God is so patient and long-suffering. God uh, gives Gideon what he needs to strengthen his faith. Can I preach this? 
He responds to one fleece that Gideon puts out. Gideon puts out another fleece. God responds to the other fleece. And God in chapter 7 whittles down the army from over 32,000 to 300. And Gideon becomes anxious about the power of God, but Gideon doesn't know what you and I ought to know. The answer to our anxiety is not our ability, but the ability of Almighty God. I said the answer to our anxiety is the ability of Almighty God. If you want to be delivered from your anxiety, God knows you don't need more medication. You don't need more pills. You may need to see a counselor. You may need to see a therapist, but my gosh, I dare somebody to meditate on the ability of Almighty God. God's ability is the answer for my anxiety. Does anybody know about the ability of Almighty God? God can do a whole lot with a little bit. God can bring something out of nothing. God can turn your deferred dreams into a dream fulfilled. God can turn your midnights into middays. Look at what God does with Gideon. Gideon is anxious. Gideon is nervous. Gideon is insecure. Gideon feels inadequate. And God whittles the army down from 32,000 to 300. And because God is able, and the battle doesn't belong to him, but the battle belongs to God, God gets the victory with 300 who learn how to fight like a dog because they lap like dogs, and God got the glory. Can I close the way I want to close? You can do what God calls you to do because God is able. You can say yes because God is able. You can walk through the door because God is able. You can claim victory because God is able. You can walk with your head held high because God is able. You can put steel in your back because God is able. You can overcome you can win, you can conquer, because God is able. Does anybody know God is able? I said, does anybody know God is able? I said, God's ability is the answer for my anxiety. I'm stressed, but God is able. I'm nervous, but God is able. I got fears, but God is able. I got drama, but God is able. I don't feel the best about myself, but God is able. I said, God is able. God is able. Stand to your feet, church. I said, God can help you overcome your insecurity. God can help you overcome your insecurities. God will eliminate your excuses. Look at what God has done already. Look at what God has done already. Let me help somebody. God knew who you were before he called you. 
He knew you were from Manasseh. He knew your last name wasn't Jackson. Can I preach it? Sometimes God uses folk like me so he'll get the glory. I ain't talking about y'all. Y'all the smart folk. Y'all the... Y'all the most likely to succeed. If God got to use folk like me to say, if God can use that Negro, I know there's a God in heaven. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. If God, if God can you, if God, if God, come, some of y'all in my territory, some of y'all in my street, if God can use me, I know there's a God in heaven. Ain't nobody saying amen to me in here. Let's see, if you, got, if you got it all together, if you got all the answers, Paul said God will use the foolish things of the world. God will use the most unlikely. Don't forget God can speak through a donkey. Ain't nobody talking to me in here. Don't forget God can use a murderer named Moses to lead people. Y'all ain't talking to me. God can use a bounty hunter named Saul, change his name to Paul, and we read two-thirds of the New Testament that he wrote. Somebody this morning who needed to hear this word, you're not saved, you don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, but you're here on this Lord's Day morning needing a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're not saved, my sister, my brother, I want you to come from wherever you are to respond to the offer of salvation. If you're saved but don't have a church home, you want to make Watch Chapel your church home, I want you to walk down the aisle right now. You need to be a part of a church that believes in the power of God, a church that believes that God can help us overcome our insecurities and use us. Is there one this morning, my sister, my brother? You're here because you need a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You need a church home. If I'm talking to you, my sister, my brother, come from wherever you are. Come on, sister. Come on, brother. We're here for you. We're here with you. I don't know if anybody's coming today to join, but I want somebody to come to the altar. You needed to hear this word because, hear me, you've been allowing your insecurities to get in the way of what God wants to do in your life. You've been letting your insecurities get in the way of what God wants to do. God has shown you God has revealed it. Going back to college, starting your own business, home ownership, getting out of debt, 
dating. My last girlfriend left me. Last husband ain't do me right. I'm just gone. Went back to school two or three times before. Ain't finished yet. I'm just gone. Today's the day, hear me, thank you, Holy Ghost. Somebody needs to stop pressing the pause button in life. I would, I could. Lord, I come in Jesus' name praying for everybody who's going to hear this word in person, virtually, this week, those who are at the altar, those who want to be at the altar but who didn't walk down. Deliver us from a sense of insecurity. Help us overcome our sense of inadequacy insecurity that's getting in the way of what you want to do in our lives. Deliver us from how we not seeing ourselves the way you see us. Making excuses on why you can't do what you've said you can do. Allowing anxiety to trump your ability. Lord, help us change the dialogue. Help us change our self-talk. Help us change how we talk about ourselves to ourselves. Deliver us in Jesus' name. Deliver us in Jesus' name. Set us free, God, in Jesus' name. People of God said amen. 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 There may be somebody else you want to come. Holy Spirit's working in your life. Holy Spirit's talking. You want to accept Christ. You want to unite with the church. Holy Spirit is still moving. <clears throat> Amen, Watch Chapel. We're about to say the benediction. Don't forget tomorrow evening, tomorrow evening, Freedom Through Christ, 7 o'clock p.m. You can go to the upcoming events page for the Zoom discussion on recovery from substance abuse addiction. It's not just for people who want to be delivered. It's also for family members. Amen. Watch Temple, we need people to serve with Awana on Wednesday nights. If you have time, we need people to serve with Awana. Minister Richard Harris, give us a wave, Brother Richard. See Brother Richard. Amen. We need folk to serve with Awana. Come on out to Bible study on Wednesday. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, 
fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. The people of God said amen. 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 Come on, choir. Just drop down on your knees, stand up on your knees.